to the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. How many of us going through things in this life? We need grace and peace multiplied, not just added, not just sprinkled. We need grace and peace multiplied in our life. Grace and peace is multiplied in our knowing of God and knowing Jesus. Let me tell you, it's time to know. It's time to know God for yourself. This is the most important decision, the most important relationship in your life is to know God. Know God for yourself. Not know religion, not know somebody else's God, not know my God, know your God. You got to know God for yourself. Come on, wake up your neighbor, slap them, come on, you better get something tonight, let's go, right? Know God. For yourself, something changes. There's radical transformation when you know God, when you know love, when you know peace, when you have met grace, when you have met it and it is multiplied in every area of your life. Come on, because there's highs and there's lows. That's life. Things happen. But grace and peace is multiplied in our knowing If you're not experiencing grace, and if you're not experiencing peace, let's wake up to our knowing of the true God, knowing Jesus, not just of him, right? Peter tells us in 2 Peter 1, 2, get out your Bibles, come on, we diving into the word. Get out your notebooks, you're going to write this scripture down, and let me tell you, we do not come to church just to take pretty notes. We come to church to live these notes out, to live and experience God for ourselves. That's how we experience God, is we hear the word, the seeds are being planted, we open up our our hearts, right? Our hearts, we're singing that song that we want, we're desperate, we're hungry, then receive the word. Receive the seeds that are being planted. You take these notes and you water the word. You get watered with the word. You get it sunlight. You go over that scripture. You memorize that scripture, not for brownie points, because you need it. You go over that scripture because you need that scripture multiplied in your everyday life. We need that scripture multiplied in our parenting. We need that scripture multiplied in our relationships, in your marriages, in your friendships. We need this scripture multiplied in our careers as teachers, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, whatever it is. We need the scriptures coming alive in our lives. So we're actually experiencing the word, tangible, right? Tangible. Second Peter, so we're writing these scriptures down. Why? To go over them. Not for cute notes, just say, right? Second Peter 1, 2, grace and peace, that special sense of spiritual well being be multiplied you in the true intimate knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord for his divine power has been bestowed upon us guys who's done living devoid of power absolutely you have no power anybody done with that 
right? We're wondering why Christians, we ain't got no power because we're not knowing God. We're not knowing him for ourselves. No, we've been given everything that we need and that everything that we need, it comes through true knowledge of God. It comes through correct knowledge of God. It comes through full discernment of God and his kingdom, his way of doing things. God's got a way of doing things, and let me tell you, we got a way of doing things. God's got a way of doing things, and let me tell you, Nana and Grandpa and so-and-so and Pookie and Mookie and all of them, they got a way of doing things, right? Right? They got a way of doing things. So we, by default, are going to do things how we've been taught unless we get a new knowing, knowing, understanding, full discernment of God's way of doing things. Man, by default, we are just going to repeat history. Everything our parents did, why? Because default, we can only mimic what we are taught. We're going to mimic, we're just going to be a product of our generation. Generations just going to hell real quick. Anybody? Look at your generation, you're like, whoa. We need Jesus, we need Jesus now. <laughs> right? Well, we need Jesus in the renewing of our mind to the word of God. Grace and peace is going to be multiplied. Come on. Through true, intimate knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. These are not just religious words that we say. Do you know that Jesus is the Lord of your life? Meaning you no longer have a will, okay? If you have a Lord and a king over your life, what are you going to do? Submit to his sovereignty, right? But we say, yeah, Jesus is the Lord of my life. But is he? Are you? Are you lording your life? Because the fruit speaks. Let's go. Whoops, there it is. Knowledge of God, for his divine power has bestowed on us absolutely, absolutely, you heard that? Absolutely everything necessary for a dynamic spiritual life and godliness. He's already provided us everything that we need. We need to wake up in our knowing. We need to wake up to the knowledge of God. Through true and personal knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. Grace and peace is multiplied. It's multiplied in our correct knowing. Not religious knowing. No, in our correct knowing of God. In our correct knowing of love. And our God is love. In our correct knowing of truth. Jesus is truth in our correct knowing of the God kind of life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We have full direction when we submit to his lordship, right? In our full discernment of God and his kingdom. How many are ready to wake up to the kingdom of God? There's a kingdom on this earth, and it has a system, and it has a pull, and it is trying to pull us down to its level of immaturity. Pull us, degrade us down to its level of craziness, chaoticness, disgustingness. And then there's the kingdom of God. And his way of doing things never changes. He gives us his kingdom. We just need to unlock his kingdom by our understanding of our knowledge of his way of doing things. Come to know Jesus, right? This is a daily discipline to come to Jesus as Lord and Savior. How many are ready for discipline? Woo-wee! Right? Let me tell you, it takes a very secure person to love discipline. You got to be secure. 
You got to be secure in your relationship with God because let me tell you, the word's coming for you, right? Right? The word, we, we hear the word, man, we're not doing things that way. We hear the word about love. Anybody heard the word on Sunday? You better get that thing on repeat about faithfulness. That mean pow, pow, pow. That's what that word came for, right? Faithfulness. Here's the goal. Here's the kingdom. How are you ready to raise your level of living and start seeing yourself how God sees you in Christ Jesus and not just being okay and settling with whatever the world's doing, whatever the system's doing. No, we're going to raise up our level to God's level with that daily discipline to come to Jesus, to get away with Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. I don't want to just sing these religious songs. I want you to be the Lord of my life. That's today. That's right now. That's over every, every, over my thought process. Anybody want to surrender that thing to Jesus? Hello. Let's go, right? Our everyday lives. Knowing God is experiencing him. Knowing God is experiencing God and God kind of life. We're experiencing love, experiencing grace, experiencing peace that passes understanding. So we go through something and we're experiencing God's kind of life, right? Experience, knowing God is not just going to church once a week. Yeah, I know God. So you go to school, you go to your, you go to your work. Yeah, like I know God. You're like, okay, what do you know? Well, I know I go to church. Okay, how are you gonna, like, I, I go to church. I was in youth and I was just letting them know that your walk with God is a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus for yourself. Not going to church because your parents made you. There's a moment you wake up. Come on, there's that age of accountability. You better choose Jesus for yourself. You choose him or hell, that's up to you. You know, like, wake up. Wake up. Choose Jesus. And choosing him is experiencing him, is experiencing peace, love, right? Not just going to church once a week, not just memorizing scriptures to quote. How many of you know that you're quoting scriptures, quoting scriptures, quoting scriptures, and they mean nothing to you? So then when you go to pray, you're just quoting something, like a good quote. No, we need to believe the scriptures, experience the scriptures, experience God's presence, come alive as the word is going out. Come on, experiencing the word with power and might, right? And it's about being the church. How many are ready to be the church? Everywhere that you go, people, everywhere that I go, people want to tell me their story. Sometimes I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just coming in for meat. I'm just coming in for water. Leave me alone, everybody. And I'm like, stop, look up. I'm going to make a friend <laughs> wherever I go. Somewhere, like somewhere around here, it says friend. It used to say back up. But now it says friend of Jesus. <laughs> right? Anyways, that's another story for whatever, right? But it's not just memorizing the scriptures because you need something to quote. Right? Because in the time of need... You need the word planted in your heart because you can quote a scripture, quote a scripture, quote a scripture, quote a scripture, but if you don't believe it, it's not doing nothing. It's that moment of, I need to experience the scripture right now. I need your presence. I need your power. I need your healing right now in my life. I believe your word. I'm not moved by what I see, and I'm going to experience that miracle. Amen?
That's how it works. That's how it works. We are the scriptures. The scriptures come alive. We are the church. We're living out these scriptures full of grace and truth. Grace and truth. Finding balance with this grace and truth. All right? Yeah, everybody's like grace upon grace upon grace. Amen. Truth upon truth upon truth. We want all the grace, but how many know sometimes it's time to grow up and get the truth? Your life is a mess because, yes, you, you have grace upon grace upon grace. God's going to meet you where, where you're at. But truth says you're not going to stay there, right? Grace and truth. He's full of grace and truth. we got to find this balance of grace and truth. Living life full of Jesus and his spirit. It's bearing fruit of the spirit as an overflow, as an overflow of what? Of our relationship with Jesus. An overflow of our relationship with Jesus is bearing fruit of peace, is bearing fruit of patience, is bearing fruit of long-suffering, is bearing fruit of self-control, right? We're just bearing these fruits, the fruit of the Spirit. It's an overflow. It's an overflow of our connection with Jesus. It's an overflow. It's an overflow of our union with Jesus, if you've got an overflow that you don't like, if you're bearing some fruit, check who you're married to. And not, I'm saying check who you're in union with. Check who you're connected with. This is facts. Right? Check who you're in constant communication with. Jesus was in constant communication with the Father. Jesus is saying, come with me, get away with me. We should be in constant communication with Jesus. His will, his plan, his purpose, right? In constant communication with God, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. Knowing him is a face-to-face -face relationship with him and his spirit. I mean, coming up in the church, you could be like, oh, yeah, I was just born a Christian. I was just raised here. No, you got to choose Jesus for yourself. And then you're going to experience him. And then you're going to experience that face-to-face -face relationship with him. Then you're going to experience truth. Then you're going to experience grace. Then you're going to experience freedom. Come here, ready to be free. Because truth sets you free, right? Not bondage, not rules, not regulations. No, knowing him face-to-face -face is a face-to-face -face relationship with him and his spirit. We are one spirit with Christ. Guys, we need to wake up to that. We are one spirit with him. We are new creations in him. We are his bride. Come on, we are his body. We are his disciples. We are his representatives. We're his ambassadors. We are his representatives. You can be an ambassador for the United States of America and everywhere that you go, what are you walking on? USA, USA, come on, we are ambassadors for the kingdom of God. Everywhere that we walk, kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven should be operating, should be flowing, should be walking in that kind of authority. When? When we surrender our will. That ambassador is not my way, my will, my, my, my. No, the USA, the United States of America, he's following whatever he, she, wherever you're going. You're under the lordship of the United States of America. We're under the lordship of Jesus as his ambassadors, right? We're his body. He's, we're his representatives. And let me tell you, we have his faith. 
We have his authority. We have his full affection. We have his power. Let's go. We have his favor. We have it all. Wake up. We need to wake up. This is our knowing. Knowing is what? Experiencing. How many ready to experience his power? Walk in his authority. Experience his favor everywhere that you go. Do you know him? Do you know who you are in him? Do you know what you mean to him? You are so valuable. He saved you for this time. Let me tell you, he saved us for this moment. It's getting wild out there, but it's getting wild in here. Wild for Jesus. Let's go. We fired up. We pumped up in the word. In the word. We that power team pumped by the word, fueled by the word, empowered by the Holy Spirit, empowered by our knowing God, knowing God, and our correct knowledge of God, right? Encountering Jesus, knowing Jesus changes everything. Everything in your life should be changing when you wake up, hello, right? Not because you just said a magical prayer, but because you believed in your heart and you confessed with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. God raised him from the dead. That's encountering Jesus, right? Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Encountering Jesus is finding the way, We got a world looking for the way, and they're asking us, will you be the way? Will you lead me to the way? Will somebody lead the way? Because all we have is a bunch of followers, and we need somebody to rise up and lead for Jesus. Will you lead me? Will you lead me? Instead, we got the church out here begging for followers. Follow me. I'm an influencer. Do you like me? Shut up. (sighs) Begging for affection from the world, caught up in a system that is begging for somebody to lead the way. The way. We need strong leaders in this world. We need to stop being offended. Stop being offended by them. We need people in our life who speak the truth because it's truth, because they care about us. We're standing up against the system. Well, let me affirm you, and let me affirm you, and let me affirm you. No, I don't need any affirmation in that. Only affirmation I need is in the word, who I am in Christ Jesus, our new identity in Christ Jesus. That's what I need, affirmation. And where I get affirmation is from the word as a new creation. Nobody is going to affirm you enough. It's never enough. It's never enough. Anybody? You got to affirm yourself in the word. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Confess the word over yourself. Confess the word over your future. And encounter Jesus in a real way. Encounter Jesus in a real way. Finding the way. Finding the truth and finding the God kind of life in him, right? Paul, he found vision. He found purpose. He found the purpose for his life when he encountered Jesus. When he encountered Jesus, right? Paul was a religious Pharisee and he was persecuting the disciples. Y'all, y'all think you was bad. He was over here persecuting the disciples and followers of Jesus after the death and resurrection of Jesus. He was persecuting them. He was having them murdered. That's next level. You think you got a bad boss. You got a death threat? Maybe some of you, I don't know. 
These Pharisees, though, they were, they were the religious leaders of Jesus' time, all right? These were the religious people. This is who they were supposed to look to and see God. These were the Pharisees. In the Bible, we see that Jesus called the Pharisees hypocrites. In the Bible, we see that Jesus called them Pharisees snakes. In the Bible, we see that Jesus called them greedy, wicked, blind fools, this is why Pastor Ian be coming for religion so hard. Be like, whoa, he's just being like Jesus. That's what Jesus was doing. He was calling out religion, right? This is what Jesus did. Coming to know Jesus is not coming to religion. It's not coming to religion. It's not coming to say a magical prayer. It's not coming to memorize these scriptures so that you can quote them when things are going bad. Like a magical spell. No. No, it's experiencing him. It's not coming to religion. It's coming to grace and truth. It's coming to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior of my everyday life, of my relationships, Lord and Savior of my health, Lord and Savior of my thought process, Lord and Savior of my soul, that messed up soul, been soul tied with y'all and y'all and y'all. Some of y'all soul tied to TV shows. Some of y'all soul tied to, to food. Some of y'all soul tied to some wacky things. Why? Because this generation is promoting it. No. We can be soul tied to the word. <laughs> Renewing our mind, right? Receiving grace and truth. Receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior. Receiving transformation, being transformed into a new creation by the renewing of our mind to our new identity in Christ. This is why it's so important to have a strong identity. My identity is in Christ. My identity is in Christ. I am founded on the rock. So when the storms come, when persecution comes, when this comes and disappointment comes, that has nothing to do with my identity. My identity is in Christ Jesus. My identity is in Christ Jesus. This too shall pass. I will get through to the other side. It doesn't matter what comes my way. My identity is in Christ Jesus. We have to have a strong identity so that when we get a little whooping, when we get a little correction, when we get a little reproof, reproof, rebuke, all those fun things has nothing to do with my identity. Has everything to do with the fruit. I am the branch. He is the vine. Fruit is what I'm bearing. Bear new fruit, fruit of the Spirit, right? That's receiving Jesus, being transformed into a new creation by the renewing of our mind to our new identity in Christ Jesus. It's being empowered and filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's go, not by my, not by my might, not by my strength, but by the Spirit. Let's go, let's go. We see radical transformation in Paul when he encountered Jesus. Have you encountered Jesus we got to ask ourselves, come on, in Acts 9-1, now Paul, still breathing threats of murder against the disciples of the Lord and relentless in his search for believers, he went to the high priest and he asked for a letter of authority from him to the synagogues at Damascus so that Paul, come on guys, Saul at the time, found any men or women there belonging to the way, he found any men or women who were believers, followers of Jesus, right, men and women alike, he could arrest them 
bring them bound with chains to Jerusalem. As he traveled, he, as he, traveled, he approached Damascus. And suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, displaying the glory and majesty of Christ. And he fell to the ground and he heard a voice from heaven saying to him, Saul, Saul. Woo! Saul, Saul. Sasha, Sasha. Come on, let's go. Jesus is calling your name. He is knocking at the door, but you still have to answer. You still have to open the door and let him in. He's a gentleman. He stands at the door and knock, knock, knock. Come on. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting and oppressing me? And Saul said, who are you, Lord? And he answered, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. Okay, get up. You will be given instructions. Come on, it's like mission impossible. Let's go, Lord. What is my mission today? Let's go. When you wake up, you ready to, to get your mission for the day? Are you asking Jesus for his purpose for your life? His yoke is easy. His burden is light. And if it's heavy, then we ain't calling on Jesus. Woo-wee. Guys, making me sweat up in here. Acts 9, 17. Let's go. So Ananias went and found Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road, he has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. After he ate some food and regained his strength, Saul stayed with the believers in Damascus for a few days. And immediately, look at your neighbor and say, immediately, come on. And immediately, he began preaching about Jesus in the synagogues, saying, he is indeed the Son of God. Oh, immediately when you experience Jesus, you're going to tell somebody. My life will never be the same. I experienced Jesus. I experienced love. I experienced grace. I experienced healing. I experienced, come on, because love has a name, Jesus. I, we all know I can't sing, but you know that song. Let's go. All who heard Saul, who became Paul, were amazed. Isn't this the same man who caused such devastation among Jesus' followers in Jerusalem? The people are talking. You don't look the same. They don't talk the same. They don't act the same. Something happened to them. What was it? Jesus, Jesus. That's right. What happened to him, they asked. Didn't he come to arrest and take these people in chains and lead them to the priest? Saul's preaching became more and more and more powerful. Come on, he came to know God more and more and more, setting others free. And the Jews in Damascus, they could not deny the theology evidence that Paul was proving with the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. This is an example for our lives as we encounter Jesus as Lord and Savior. As Lord over our life, Savior, Redeemer over our life, right? Really receiving him and his redemptive work at the cross, making that divine exchange equals radical change. That divine exchange, 
right? We're making that divine exchange. It equals radical change in our everyday life. And if it's not a radical change, then we haven't had the exchange. We're still just doing things our way. We're lording our own lives. And look how messy it's gotten. Come on. Jesus said, come to me. Get away with me. Have a real relationship with me. Marry me. Walk with me. Learn from me. Paul said in Colossians 2, 6, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk in union with him. We walk in, in union with him. We're headed in the same direction as him. Reflecting his character and the things that we do and say. Living lives that lead others away from sin. Having been deeply rooted. Do roots grow overnight? No, they take time. They take time. Being deeply rooted in him and now being continually built up in him and becoming increasingly more and more established in your faith. Not leaving the faith, not running from faith, not a generation that doesn't even know what faith is. No, we're rooted and grounded in love, rooted and grounded in Christ Jesus, rooted and grounded in our new creation identity, rooted and grounded in him, established in your faith, just as you were taught and overflow in it with gratitude. As you are taught, that gratitude overflows. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Without you, I am nothing. With you, I can do all things. Everything changes in your life. Your perspective changes. Everything about you changes when you come to Jesus. When you walk in union with Jesus, we be like Jesus. That's the facts. Everything about us changed when we're deeply rooted in him. Making this divine exchange, come on, equals radical change. We just want change, change, change. It happens on the inside first. It happens on the in We're trying to change all this fruit, all this fruit, all this fruit. I just want to be faithful. I want to be faithful. I want to be a loyal person. I want to be, 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 be. Change happens in here. It happens in here. Meeting Jesus. Experiencing him. Being connected with him. He is the vine. We are the branch. The fruit will bear. Give it time. Give it time. Paul found vision through his encounter with Jesus. Have you? Are you still searching? What am I supposed to do with my life? Do you know that that doesn't stop with age? People are 30. What am I supposed to do with my life? People come 40. What am I supposed to do with my life? 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100. Let's go. 120. Hey. I don't want to go and get to 120. And be a religious Pharisee, blaming God. Can you see I'm serving you? Nobody else is serving you like me. That's a religious Pharisee. And everybody, they want to pat on the back. Do you see my serving? You post it on Facebook. Do you see I helped the homeless? I did this. I did that. There's your reward. No. We do everything as unto the Lord. We do it for eternal reward. It has nothing to do with you. We do not need affirmation from people. The only affirmation we need is from the word of God, who we are as a new creation. We have to ask ourselves, have I found this vision, this purpose, right? Have I found grace and peace? Have I found truth and life? Or have I found rules, regulations, religion, and traditions of men, which which make the word of God void and of no effect in our lives. No thanks. I don't want no religion. I don't want no traditions. I don't want no rules and regulations. I don't want to become a religious Pharisee. 
Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all who are weary and heavily burdened by religious rituals that provide no peace, and I will give you rest, refreshing your souls with salvation. Take my yoke upon you. Jesus is saying, take my purpose upon you and learn from me, following me as my disciples, for I am gentle. Oh, he's a hard master. Nope. Jesus said, I am gentle, I am humble in heart, and you will find rest, renewal, blessed, quiet for your souls. For my yoke and my purpose is easy to bear, and my burden is light. Jesus said, learn from me, look to me, follow after me, walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. If it's heavy and it's a burdensome, we're not looking to Jesus. He's saying, learn the unforced rhythms of grace, and I won't lay anything ill-fitting or heavy on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. And how did Jesus live? live? He was constantly in communication with the Father. Jesus was in constant communication. God was always giving Jesus vision for his next step. He got away. Jesus knew exactly what to do, Right? Jesus had vision, and he had the discipline to follow through with the will of the Father over the wants of the people, over the wants of the crowd. They're following him, right, over the demands of the people, over the praises of people, over the affirmations of the crowd. In Mark 1.35, come on, i got to hurry up. i got so much still left in here. <sighs> Mark 1.35, early in the morning, while it was still dark, for all you early risers, hey, hey, it's a confirmation. Jesus got up, he left the house, he went out to a secluded place, and he was praying there. Simon Peter and his companions searched for him everywhere, looking anxiously for Jesus. And they found him and said, everybody is looking for you. Jesus replied, let us go on to the neighboring towns so that I may preach there also. That is why I have come from the Father. So he went throughout Galilee preaching the gospel in their synagogues and casting out demons. So Jesus is preaching, teaching, and healing. The crowds are coming. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And the crowd goes wild for him. And what does he do? What does he do? He gets away with the Father gets to a secluded place. I don't need the affirmations of people. I don't need to hear the crowds. I need to know the will of the Father. This is why Jesus is saying, come away with me. Get away with me. My purpose is easy. My burden is light. You can do this. Follow my example. I showed you the way. I showed you the way. I showed you the way. He got away. Jesus is our example of getting away with the Father, right? We talked about finding more grace and more peace is always continuously coming to Jesus, continuously partnering up together with Jesus, continuously learning from Jesus. We continuously come to Jesus to learn from him, to have fellowship with him, to have a deep relationship with him, not for salvation to get born again, 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 again. That's one and done, Right? Once we receive Jesus, we call on his name, we believe in our hearts, God raised him from the dead, we are sealed, vacuum, vacuum sealed, sealed by the Holy Spirit, okay? We can be at peace with that. We continuously come to him to know him more in a personal relationship, know him more. Do you know the more you spend time with somebody, you know them more. 
you go through hard things together, your bond is even stronger and thicker. And they're proving themselves to be a loyal friend. You know, Jesus is a loyal friend, more loyal than anybody you could ever have on this earth. Like, will somebody love me? And Jesus is like, I will. I will. Me, pick me, pick me. And you're over here looking and looking and looking and looking. We all going to disappoint you, but he won't. He never will. Come to know him is coming to know grace and peace. And that grace and peace is multiplied in our correct knowledge of God. He's not hard. It's not rules. It's not religion. It's relationship. It's freedom. It's easy. And it's light. Right? Grace and peace multiplied, 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 and multiplied. I have so much more. But you know what? We got the rest of our time here on this earth. More word, more word, and more word. Right? I want to get it all right now. Man, how many of you guys enjoyed more grace and more peace? Right? Get an understanding. Amen. Coming to know God and Jesus in a greater way. I love you guys so very much. Believe in the best, right? See you guys all on Sunday. Love you. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.